Good morning, traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we possibly can uh, for today's trading opportunities. Uh, now, today uh, is Tuesday, the 1st of November. Um, so you're all very welcome, guys. Good morning. Um, let's get straight into it. Then we've got uh, it's the first day of the trading month today, which is a quite important distinction because we we had a feeling probably we, we'd have some grinding price action yesterday as we close out the trading month. And, and that's pretty much kind of what we saw. We were able to make, in fact, we were able to do it online actually yesterday. We go through our, our sort of profit taking methodology where we get into a targeted uh, profit taking zone in terms of our monetary return. And we're able to close out all those trades before they all started to turn around. So uh, a useful trading session yesterday for us. Okay, so now we've got a new month. Uh, we've got sort of new dynamics to consider um, and some interesting price action overnight. So we'll go into that now in just a second. Uh, please take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. Okay, so um, yeah, good morning, guys. Hope you're all keeping well. Um, so all profitable traders, they need to consider which markets to trade, which where to enter, where to exit. How do you manage risk? Um, what decisions do you make regarding trade management? You know, how do you manage a trade? What is your, you know, what's your plan for managing any particular profitable trade? And um, trading psychology. If you have an answer to these things, you are probably a lot closer to being a consistently profitable trader. Um, so yeah, this session is obviously designed to actually prepare you for today's trading opportunities. It has no real relevance to yesterday's trade plan or yesterday's market conditions. Obviously, every day these markets uh, change and evolve. So it is important you obviously have a new plan for that trading day. And that's what this session is all about. And we address these considerations live every day in our trade room. It's a, it's a learning environment. So, you know, you can ask as many questions as you like. Um, and sometimes these markets are not doing an awful lot. So we can spend a bit of time on education and things like that. And, Sort of getting you up to speed with perhaps more um more broader aspects of trading markets and we're strong advocates of being consistent in what we do um in, in the trades we look for in the times that we trade in um every facet of our approach we want to try to be as consistent as we possibly can um uh accurate be accurate with the levels that you're working with and the uh, the amount of capital you're committing to those trades and and be disciplined as well um don't be frivolous it's not a lottery it's not um it's not a casino where you walk in the door and put your money on black it, it needs to be there needs to be a lot more to trading than that and then patience as well sometimes it's really important for us to be really quite patient if we don't have the market conditions we're comfortable not trading uh, if we do have the market conditions, we're comfortable being quite aggressive. So um, that's how it works for us. So let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So let's get this up on screen. So Forex, Forex Factory is our where we get our a breakdown of our news. Um, so a lot of daylight saving time shifts uh, over the weekend. Yesterday was the last day of the trading month. Um, what was important here is we had both a CPI inflation number out of the Eurozone and a core CPI number as well. 
coming in way above expectations. So uh, as much as sort of 80 basis points for the CPI number and, uh, and about 20 basis point above expectations for the, um, the core CPI excluding uh, food and energy. So we're looking at elevated inflation. Um, that's, that's a bit of a problem for the ECB because if I share this with you down here, um, the ECB are only at 2% and they've got inflation at 10.7. So there's a massive discrepancy. Uh, the only thing that the, the ECB can do is raise rates to try and you know, taper people's spending, uh, which will ultimately look to bring down inflation a little bit as prices lower. So that's the, that's the theory. It doesn't look like it's going to work, um, especially unless there's doesn't seem to be too many options apart from rates going higher. What you're hearing an awful lot is every time markets push higher, it's, it's because the Fed and other central banks are going to be pivoting because the economic consequences are getting quite bad. But here's the problem. A lot of the, the economic indicators are broadly quite positive. Um, broadly, you know, we're still, we've still got pretty, pretty good employment numbers. So people have jobs, um, that side of that, that job loss, which the Fed are watching keenly as well is not really kicking in just yet. Um, and there's still sort of massive demand, um, kind of post COVID, uh, with, with some considerable supply side constraints. Um, and those supply side constraints, of course, the, the, the Fed and other central banks can't really do an awful lot about although those are not shifting. So there's, there's a bit of a storm being created at the minute. Um, I think it's probably the fairest way to do it. Uh, overnight, we saw the RBA uh, increase rates by 25 basis points. Um, I can't recall off the top of my head what the inflation number is for the Australian economy. I'm sure it's probably 8, 9, 10%. Um, so all these central banks are going to have a problem if they if they want to get ahead of inflation, which they say they do, um, going into a stagnated economy with high inflation, low growth is really not not particularly. Um, it's not an, an environment that these central banks want to go down for too long. So we've got a bank holiday in France and Italy this morning. So we've got slightly lighter markets than perhaps we'd normally expect. Um, this afternoon, we've got manufacturing and jobs opening numbers. You can see it's decreasing slightly. Now, all of these things, this is, a, I suppose, a little bit of bad news, really. You know, there's less jobs available this month than there was last month. That's broadly negative. Will probably be, be, be viewed as, as, as a positive for these markets. It's lending to the Fed beginning to, to, to move their own position. We don't think that's necessarily likely in terms of real pivoting, but the the, the risk sentiment and the uh, some of the volatility, there's a lot of buyers out there wanting any opportunity to buy a market and um, they keep getting slammed to the downside. Our overall bias is lower, but we will look for buy trades when they present themselves, but we'd also look for sell trades when they present themselves as well. And that's the beauty of how we can trade these markets. Um, 
New Zealand economy, anyone trading in New Zealand, we've got an unemployment rate of 3.2%. So we're very close to full employment across the board. Um, we haven't seen those job losses you know, seep into the market, but today will be an interesting um, will be quite an interesting uh, sort of news driven day really in that respect. Um, it's not it's important to just know that as well as all these central banks, we do have some jobs numbers out of the US. So we'll see exactly whether the ADP, the, the private sector jobs number coming at. And on Friday, we also have non-farm payroll. So again, we've got the unemployment rate down at 3.6%, pretty close to uh, full employment in the US. So until this starts to change and, and start to go back up, um, it's kind of hard to find a case really for, for a, a Fed pivot, um, although that's all we're hearing about. So we don't always go along with the market and and what we're hearing and um we can we can be mindful of it but we don't need to let it influence our trading decisions where we're just all in in terms of this fed pivot we're really not we don't really see how you can draw that conclusion right now it might be different in six months time things might change quite a lot but at the moment it doesn't seem to be if these central banks want to get ahead in inflation these interest rates have to go up and the markets are acting as if they're not going to go up anymore. Are they going to go up by smaller amounts and things like that? I just can't see it happening. Um, unless the central banks are telling the markets that we're interested in, in, uh, in inflation and, and in, in real terms, they're not. Which again, I find that very stupid position to, to take, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. In between these US jobs numbers, we're going to, we're going to hear from some central banks as well. Uh, so we'll have the FOMC massive news event. Um, and just take note of the earlier time. It's, a, it's an hour earlier because our clocks went back there at the weekend. Um, so it's at 6 p.m. Normally it's at 7 p.m. And I think it's until next week. I think the clocks go, if I remember rightly. Yeah, so it's US uh, Daylight Saving Time Shift this weekend coming up. So this week, we've got a few news events which are coming in an hour earlier than what they normally do. Uh, FOMC, 6 p.m. Yeah, uh, ADP is coming in at 12.15. And over the course of today as well, we'll be getting, yeah, these job opening numbers and ISM manufacturing normally three o'clock would come in at two o'clock. So just bear that in mind really this week and non-farm payroll, of course, on Friday. So uh, really quite important week for this market. Um, the problem is, you know, unless you're trading in New Zealand dollar or the, or the CAD, um, all we have really for the trading day for us is the manufacturing and the job job opening numbers so still sort of 10 10 million jobs is still around two two jobs for every unemployed person in the us so maybe it's slightly lower than that now but um that's the state of the jobs market which is still pretty strong i hope you would agree okay so what's our outlook for the day 
uh, I suppose a smaller rate hike from the RBA that would certainly help this little positive little spin we're seeing on these markets today and a bit of positivity out of China as well a bit of a rebound in Chinese stocks how long that will last for is, a, is, a, is unfortunately another question and we'll just wait for these news events at two o'clock as well to see if there's any any major developments there so let's get a little overview so yesterday we were selling um, we were looking for risk off moves so we were looking for um, the industry markets to move to the downside if I just get up our pen so we started to see uh, where's the euro dollar here it is Let's put up gold as well. Okay, so um, so this was our trade plan from yesterday, and we were looking to trade this little sort of bearish candlestick here across the board, and that's what what we were able to do. Um, so we're able to book in profits on the euro dollar to the downside, the Aussie dollar, and also the S and P. But as you can see, we, we were really pretty much grinding for most of the day. We, we weren't sort of moving with any, um, and you can see the Aussie dollar actually reversed quite considerably before the close. So broadly bearish and risk off, and we were able to capitalize on, on three of those trades. We were even, even able to book in on the Aussie dollar, not quite the lows, but just, uh, just a little bit above the lows, which is um, in hindsight, uh, a good trading decision. So, that was yesterday's trade plan, risk off. Now, today we're looking at risk on market conditions. So we're, we're reversing yesterday's position. The question is, is there a viable trading opportunity to the upside? And um, I think it's fair to say we probably will have some upward opportunities. Uh, the 39.08, okay. So, Um, the problem with, with trading inside yesterday's range is that it's not the highest probability of trade opportunities that we can get into. Um, we're definitely looking positive and, and above the 3908, we'd probably expect further upside really in, in this market. Same situation for the other US indices. Bit of a positive bounce. In fact, the, the Dow Jones looks like it could be a decent opportunity above 32,920. Um, 32,920. Have a look at that. So, this is a continuation trade to the upside, uh, probably pushing up to maybe 34,000. We are mindful we've got the FOMC tomorrow, which could be a, a bit of a, a problem for this market. Um, some of these are in decent positions like the um, like the Dow Jones, and then other markets are, are, are like this, which is it's pretty choppy, isn't it? It's pretty up and down. So we'll, we'd probably prefer the Dow Jones over the NASDAQ, that's for sure. 
US, um, sorry, um, a bit of positivity in in the NASDAQ. I mean, this is what we're trading in this market. So um, it's not exactly, it's pretty, pretty kind of choppy. In fact, you could, you could include this little section in here as well. Um, so we're getting this little structural failure just above that level, which is, which is quite interesting. Yesterday, we saw that little move and we've gapped higher and we look like we're pushing higher. There's a lot of resistance uh, in at these levels um, going across the board. So it, it comes back to how much confidence do we have in markets like the FTSE. And although we're getting a technical move, and we did say last week that, you know, we'd want to be out of this trade above the 71.02. And eventually yesterday we got above that level. Still, it's not, a, it's not an appetizing sell trade. We've still got, you know, these lows in here, um, which we're currently at these resistance levels. It's just not a, a great setup. A um, little bit of positivity. We're gapping higher in the DAX as well, um, running into a lot of these lows, uh, just at slightly higher prices. So, again, they're kind of poor quality trading opportunities. The Nikkei could be an interesting trade. You can see the consolidation, just kind of the up and down, and you know, these markets are gapping on and off. Um, so for today, there looks like there's a bit of positivity there um, and the Nikkei could be an opportunity perhaps we've got. Um, certainly above 27.644 could get some upside. Our focus has been more so on, on, the, on the, the US indices right now um bitcoin's doing nothing as you can see just literally moving sideways so let's put together our our trade plan then so we've got risk um we've got risk on market conditions so the question is now um are we seeing a sell-off across the dollar we are against the euro we're seeing a slight uh, weakening in the dollar against the pound. Strong reversal against the yen overnight. Uh, decent reversal against the Swiss franc. Um, quite a significant reversal against the CAD. So we had those moves yesterday that lasted for a little while and then subsequently rolled right over. Uh, the Aussie dollar, um, it's looking a little bit more positive to the upside after a strong pullback. New Zealand dollar. It's looking like we're getting a little bit of upside here above the 58.74. So these are we can certainly look at Uh, the indices um, higher today and the dollar lower. We we don't want to get sucked into a trap with, with tomorrow's FOMC. We want to be really quite nimble. We want to look for potentially some short-term uh, US indice buy trades. Uh, we've got between now and perhaps tomorrow at 6 p.m. Um, so we've got a day and a half, um, one, two, three, four, 
trading sessions maybe to make some money out of uh, a bullish stock market. We don't want to be holding those trades at six o'clock tomorrow if we can avoid it. And I think we can broadly look for some dollar weakness across the board. Um, elsewhere, um, there could be a little bit of positivity against the pound for the euro. Kind of at these monthly lows now. 86.27. We've got lower highs, lower lows. So we're going to be running into resistance. But we have sort of pulled back really to, to support levels. You see a trading two-week currencies with the euro and, 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 and the pound. Um, so probably better opportunities elsewhere. The, the euro-yen is drifting sideways. So we want to sort of sieve out the, the best opportunities really and not really get too bogged down with sort of poor quality trading opportunities. Uh, yesterday we saw new highs in the pound yen. So it's the market. The yen is the market that keeps on giving um, despite, you know, yen intervention really, which is an interesting position. So gold, we saw a nice little move and today now we've completely reversed that, that, that level. So see we made a new high just sort of a week ago and now we've made a new low yesterday and now we're reversing back into that little space so again from a, a trading opportunity it's not great um just a little bit of up and down price action against oil we will be hearing a little bit more from those oil nations over the course of the week so uh, and the us as well so probably not so the, the Dow Jones really is probably the, the, the better trading opportunity to the upside. So let's put together our trade plan, guys, and we'll, we'll let you go. We'll switch over to our live trade room now in just a moment, and we'll have a look at these trades in a little bit more detail. So, so today's trade plan. Um, Right, let's put the uh, cautious risk on market conditions. Um, bear in mind, we've got tomorrow's FOMC, which are likely to be probably quite negative. So US indices, now we're looking at higher, like for example, the, uh, the, the Dow Jones. Um, reversal on yesterday's US dollar weakness. Again, be quite selective. We're going to take and take the gold trade away. And that Dow Jones um, Thirty-two nine twenty. Okay. Yeah. So we've got to just be mindful of that particular event. So look, it's um. 
our trade plan is quite limited in nature based upon our analysis now this morning. Um, so we want to take that very useful information into today's trading session. So if we do get into trades, perhaps we won't oversize. Perhaps we'll look to take it, take profits a little bit earlier or be a little bit more aggressive at profit taking. It's not a trading day to be sort of hanging around in trades. And, and um, if we have the volatility, let's get into the trades. Let's pull the trigger. Let's try and make some money and we'll kind of wrap things up as quickly as we can today. That would certainly be our preferred strategy. And it might be the same tomorrow now as well uh, in the build up to the FOMC because these markets are, are moving higher. The US indices are moving higher. Um, we really would prefer and feel more comfortable selling these markets rather than buying them. Um, so we're going to look for those buy trades. If they kind of meet our criteria, we'll buy them. Um, for a short term between today and tomorrow, uh, FOMC, we're going to probably get 75 basis point rate hike and we'll be looking for some selling opportunities if, they, if the markets present themselves in that way. Great stuff. On that note, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, any questions, feel free to post them into the chat box. And uh, just to let you know, we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session and again at 12.45 for the US trading session. So feel free to join us if you can. Um, for more information, just go to thelivetrading.com. I'm happy to answer any questions through the website as well if you have. So on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.